0: So we come to that part of the show where we have a look at a few words from the Bible. And our theme this morning is a little bit about Christmas, as you would expect. And the words are from Isaiah chapter 9, verses 6 and 7. And they say this, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace.
1: If you've ever been to a carol service over Christmas, you would probably instantly recognize the verses today as one of the readings that usually is addressed to the congregation. Now, you might be mistaken that this is part of the Christmas Day story, and this is the bit where Joseph, or one of the shepherds, declares the birth. But in fact, these words were written by Isaiah over 700 years before Jesus was born, who prophesied of a coming Messiah. It is a declaration of hope that a leader will come to turn this fallen and scary world around. It reminds me of the 2008 presidential campaign and the famous Barack Obama hope posters, a stylized stencil portrait of Obama in vivid colors with the single word progress, hope or change below. But as the campaign progressed and his presidential term went on, the design was parodied with anti-Obama versions with the word replacing the word hope with hype or nope. When the original artist for the poster was interviewed by Esquire in 2015, Fairly said that Obama had not lived up, not even close to his expectations. It's tough being a leader, and as the famous saying by John Lydgate says, you can please some of the people all of the time, you can please all of the people some of the time, but you can't please all of the people all of the time. We so often put our trust in leaders, forgetting sometimes they are human and as fallible and vulnerable as we are. Psalm 146, 3-7 reminds us not to do this. Do not put your trust in princes, in human beings who cannot save. When their spirit departs, they return to the ground, and on that day their plans come to nothing. But like Isaiah, we love to give our leaders names. Margaret Thatcher, the Iron Lady. The Russian called Churchill, the British Bulldog. Tony Blair was known as Captain Charisma. But then they gain nicknames when things don't turn out the name they hoped for. Captain Charisma became Teflon Tony and the Iron Lady, the Milk Snatcher. Some leaders or even your former bosses will be forever known as that derisive name spawned by employees or the media that sums up their failure or public embarrassment. And there is a significant difference, though, in the words used by Isaiah to describe the leader who was to come. They are eternal words, words like forever, no end, always. And I believe the words of Isaiah have more meaning this Christmas to the world than they ever had. The great hope of things to come. You know, we are living in unbelievable times. And coincidentally, this week, my wife had a conversation with a tradesman for some work we may need doing in the new year. Unsurprisingly, Covid came up and he said, it's like living in a disaster movie. I just expect crazier things to happen and I often expect a superhero to turn up and sort it out. What we need is a saviour. Well, just over 2000 years ago, like Isaiah prophesied, a baby was born. and Mary was instructed to name him Jesus, which means saviour, because he will save his people from their sins.
2: I cannot think of this piece of scripture without hearing the music of Handel's Messiah in my head. Now, don't worry, guys, I'm not going to sing it. And these scriptures, as Jamie says, are a prophecy of the coming Savior. So this was written well before Jesus was in the world. And it's talking about a Savior, a Savior who will be a wonderful counselor. That means that he will have great wisdom, great insight, mighty God, not just any God, mighty, mighty to save. And it is a God that's going to be on earth with us. Everlasting Father, not only God, but Father. We can have a familiar relationship with a Father forever, Prince of Peace. And doesn't this world need peace? Surely we need someone to bring that back into this world. And remember, when we describe peace, we're not talking about peace as no war, but that inner harmony and calmness. And this is a savior that didn't come charging in as a man or charging in to save the fight. A saviour that came as a baby. And the reason he came as a baby was because there was a debt to be paid. Sin was in this world and it has separated us from God. And God needed a way of reconciling us to him. And this is why a child was given to us. Have you ever received a gift? You don't receive a gift expecting to give something back. You give a gift freely, willingly. And I hope you give a gift not hoping for some payback something from someone. And this is what we had, a free gift for our sins, a free gift to reconcile us. Now this Christmas, we won't have the office party. We won't have social interaction. Some of us may have lost someone. Some of us have fears regarding our jobs and security. Some of us have fears regarding COVID-19. But this Christmas, please note, we've already received the best gift anyone could ever give. We've received a wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, a rule of the world that came to give you life. And we want to just say thank you, Jesus, for what you did. Thank you for coming that first Christmas
0: for unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. These scriptures, these words from the book of Isaiah are prophecies. I became a Christian in 1993, and I quickly became interested in this thing called Bible prophecy, which refers to the things written in one time, then actually happening years later with fantastic accuracy. Throughout the Old Testament, there are hundreds of references to Jesus Christ's life, how he would live, what he would do, and even how he would die. These words were written by Isaiah around 700 years before Christ was born and depict a time when the world really needed a saviour, much like now. And perhaps these words guided three of the characters who appeared on that first nativity scene, the three wise men from the east, possibly from Ethiopia where their kings were believed to have descended from Solomon who was King David's tenth son a thousand years before Christ who himself was a descendant of David. They would know a thing or two about prophecy. The Old Testament and New Testament contain many things about the future of the world that have still yet to happen about for example political power, wars, forces of nature such as floods or volcanic activity, and ultimately about the return of Jesus Christ. So biblical prophecy is a fantastic, fascinating subject. But there's a stumbling block. You've got to know the author. All scripture is God-breathed. In other words, the source of all these Bible prophecies, even though written hundreds of years apart by different people, it's the same Holy Spirit of God that inspired them. I think that's a wonderful argument in favor of the existence of God and a really strong reason to get to know the author by getting to know Jesus Christ and starting this amazing journey of faith today. People say, aren't you worried about all these crazy things happening in the world today? The truth is, I think God has got all things under his control. And if you trust in him, You too can find your own peace in this crazy world today.